Hi there, healers. My name is Dave of Dave of the Flames. I'm a Reiki teacher, life coach, and a clear cognizant. I blend these energies so that I can help you be the healer that you are meant to be. You work hard at taking care of others. Heal the Healers is a podcast that will help you find ways to take care of yourself. Do you often find yourself tired, low on energy, and overcommitted because you can't say no? I want to give you the tools to make you stronger so that you can work smarter and help more people around the world. No matter what healing modality you do, this podcast is for you. And welcome everyone to episode nine of Heal the Healers. Wow, I am so excited today because we are being blessed with a guest on the show. And I actually said guest this week and not host. I think three times now I'm like, we have a host on the show. So no, I'm the host. Okay, so our guest today is Mike Pettigrew. Did I say that right? Oh, you did. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Mike is is and he's an international best-selling author. He has over four decades of experience in accelerated goal achievement, uh, life after death research, and exploring the human mind and consciousness. And one thing that Mike and I have in common is we really enjoy the fact uh, that we can back up a lot of our woo-woo stuff with science. And, and for me, it's like I never feel like I really need to to force you know anybody's my views on people or anything like that but when i say you know hey I, I i i'm a reiki teacher and i love reiki energy and i think reiki heals and then people will sometimes they're nice about it. sometimes they kind of get in my face they're like well that's bullshit and it's like well no it's not because here's the science to back it up you know and, and i tell you when when you have that and you you feel that it, it, it is empowering and it, it leads to debate and it leads to expansion in the consciousness and it leads to another way of thinking about things. Um, and I think that, that that is one thing that Mike and I have in common. And Mike, I'm so pleased to have you as part of this. Thank you. It's my privilege you. and pleasure. And you are in Ireland. So we actually had to do some, some time stuff here. And it's 9 a.m. my time, 5 p.m. Mike's time. And this is going to be a special Christmas episode because I'm going to release it on Christmas Day because Mike, uh, in his email to me, he said, hey, I would like to offer a free gift to your listeners. So Mike will tell us about that at the end of the show. But that's why I decided I'm just going to release this on Christmas Day uh, so that people can, who are sitting around dealing with their families can have something positive to listen to. <laughs> so Mike, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I, I you know, when we were communicating initially by email, uh, and I gave you a whole load of a whole list of potential <laughs> discussion topics. You felt that the probably the most effective, the most meaningful is the power of negative thought. Now, normally we hear about the power of positive thought and positive thought is wonderful. It's expansive. It can enable us to do things. The power of negative thought stops everything. It absolutely stops everything. And like you were saying a moment ago, Dave, I'm really scientifically minded. I've been involved in the mind and human consciousness and life after death studies, but from the perspective for, for decades, but from the perspective of a scientist, I'm originally an engineer going way, way, way back. <laughs> so I like to see things, touch things, weigh things, measure them. And when you, you know, there's a very big difference between a skeptic and a cynic. The cynic is someone who's had so many disappointments in life, they cannot believe anything anymore. 
to protect themselves from more hurt. A skeptic is someone who digs deeper, and I am a skeptic, you know. So when it comes to, for example, life after death research, I don't just read things and believe, oh, no, 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 no. I, th- I look at something and think, hmm, there might be something here. Let's go a bit deeper. And I go very, very deep. And when it comes to just before this, uh, we started this call, you and I were talking together and you mentioned uh, a device known as the PIP scanner. And this is something that uh, I'm very, very fortunate uh, to have trained in one of many healing modalities with a guy called Dr. Harry Oldfield. Uh, Sadly, he passed away just recently, but he was over in the UK. His work has been uh, featured on the Discovery Channel several times, basically. Back in, I think it was the 1980s, he had this hypothesis that if human beings have what's called an energy field or an aura, then he felt his hypothesis that there must be photons of light that would bounce off it, just like they bounce off the physical human body. There must be some substance to it. So he got together with uh, a programmer, computer programmer, and he said, look, you know, I feel that we can show up this energy field in real time on a computer. He said, I don't know how to do it, but I've some ideas. Can you create some sort of program that in a pure white light setting, we can map the reflections of light, the minuscule reflections as well as the, the gross reflections. So we're not just seeing reflections from the physical body, we're seeing reflections from maybe this thing called an energy field. And he and another guy, this programmer, they, ca- they created what uh, became known as the PIP scanner. Later on, they, they rebranded, I think, New Energy Vision. But I got one of these devices from him back in, I think it was around about 2000, long time ago, 20 years ago. <laughs> and I spent a week with him. I, I, I trained with him in other th- things as well. Very been very fortunate to got to know such an extraordinary mind. He's a, he's a genius. And anyway, this, this PIP scanner, as I say, I have one. And you just, under a pure white light, uh, full spectrum light, uh, you stand usually semi-naked and you can <laughs> see the energy moving along the meridians. Now, Chinese medicine tells us that these rivers of energy flow all over the body distributing this prana, ki, or chi from seven major centers all around the body. And if they become blocked, illness can result. Likewise, the way we think for very negative in our thinking, we'll get onto that, mm-hmm. then that disrupts the flow of chi. And once again, physical illness results. Now, this machine I have, you can see it. It has a, you just connect to an ordinary, an ordinary computer running special software with an ordinary a regular video camera. And you see the energy moving. I remember, oh, it must be about 15 years ago, going to, um, they, they used to have them. I don't know if they have them here in Ireland anymore. They call them mind, body, spirit fairs. A lot of people come together mm-hmm. and demonstrate their things and acupuncturists and, and Reiki healers and every modality you can imagine. So I decided I wanted to show this to people, to other people of a like mind, showing this the technology exists. It shows up the real stuff. <laughs> and the, the guy who was at the stand beside me, he's an acupuncturist. And I said, um, 
do you mind me asking, have you ever seen a meridian, an acupuncture meridian? He said, no, no, of course not. But I know how to find them and, you know, mm-hmm. put needles in various places. <clears throat> I said, come over here. I put my arm, I rolled up my sleeve, put my arm in front of the camera. And he, he was utterly and completely gobsmacked. He said, wow. that is incredible. Exactly where they should be. He said, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Wow. So technology exists today to prove that the mind and human consciousness and the movement of energy, it is absolutely real. I mean, if you go back to the 1960s, I don't want to harp on about acupuncture all the time, but um, these, 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 these acupuncture points or acupressure points are, are physically different from surrounding parts of the body. And they were mapped, I think, using Doppler imaging and I think heat signatures back as far as the 1960s. Wow. So why am I talking about all this technology? Because I have done a lot of experiments with this machine and I have sent energy for myself to another person and you can see the movement of energy. Wow. I can put my hand in front of this device <clears throat> and focusing, bringing up gratitude, sending it down the arm, out the hand, you can start seeing a lightness getting the middle of the hand get going from sort of red to sort of orange to yellow to really bright blue, bluey green color over a series of just a few seconds. And it's amazing to see this. So you can also see the effects of your mind. You can also, you can see the effects of your mind on its environment and your mind on yourself. Because, you know, there's a, a phrase I keep saying ad nauseum, our dominant thoughts and emotions create these circumstances of our life. I'm absolutely 100% sure of that. Our dominant thoughts and emotions actually create our circumstances. Now you can look at this on a, on a superficial level and say, okay, my thoughts and emotions create my beliefs. This is fact. My beliefs create my actions and my actions create my results. So your, your thoughts and emotions do create your results. You can look at that on a, on a simplistic physical level. But you can also look at it on a completely different level. I'm firmly convinced that our environment reflects how we are inside. And I, I, I got a horrendous experience back about 16 years ago. I had been very successful in business. I had sold my company to a multinational. <laughs> Thought I'd taken early <laughs> retirement. This is 20 years ago, 20 years ago, well, 2001. And, uh, but little do we know what twists and turns life has for us. Little do we know the things we need to learn for our growth, because we all come to this world to grow and help others in any way we can. That's the mission of every human being. And uh, I trusted the wrong people. I trusted someone I shouldn't have trusted, two people actually, made some really bad investments. And I went from being being this rich guy who'd taken semi-retirement to to losing everything, to losing everything. I I, I reached the point where I couldn't even feed my wife or our newborn baby. 
it was, oh, I mean, there's one year, two years in a row, actually. One year we lost a quarter of a million euros. That's even more in dollars. And then right. there was a, a series of years like that. And when you, when, you know, when you, when you experience loss and more loss and more loss, it doesn't matter how, how confident you are, because I was very confident before this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I wasn't as a teenager in early 20s, but I built that self-esteem, that self-worth, and we get onto that later, because that affects everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't reach a plateau, and that's us for the rest of our lives. No, 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 no. It's easy to go from someone who's very positive and optimistic to, <clears throat> as I did, doubting myself, berating myself, hating myself for inflicting this suffering on my family, my wife and my baby, <clears throat> our baby boy. So uh, uh, literally, I remember one entire year of waking up every morning. My first thought was, oh no, not another day, not another day, I can't take this. And I'd literally drag myself to the, to the bathroom and I had violent diarrhea for a year. It was just absolutely awful. But I would build myself up I, I i've been doing meditation and form meditation right. for decades and that got me uh, that got me human again normal <laughs> and then terrible things would happen during the day and it would be back to square one and this it was right. just it's like the entire universe was conspiring against me but you know what they they what changed it Th I, things got so bad i just couldn't take it anymore i just couldn't take it anymore I had never considered suicide because I, you know, I'd studied enough about life and death to know that that's not the solution. Right. So that didn't even, that wasn't even a possibility, but I just, I'd be fighting and fighting and fighting to try and turn the whole thing around. And I just, I just couldn't take it anymore. I just said to the universe, just, I'll do anything. Just show me what to do. Just, I'll do anything. I'll change whatever I need to change. Cause I realized that, you know, I, even back then, I realized that my thoughts and emotions had gone from positive to negative. I knew that on some level, I was, I was, it was a vicious circle. I got trapped into a vicious circle of negative thought and emotion. And I knew that that was perpetuating it. And, and, what, what, and what's, scary, what's scary about that is that, like, I've worked, I've worked with coaching with people for, for many, many years. And when you see their mindset, when you see them stuck in this negative yeah. thought pattern, um, it, 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 it's creepy because it will affect the physical body. It brings in disease like cancer, diabetes, you know, yeah. depression, anxiety, all these things. And, and then at the same time, you see how it affects their relationships with others. Oh, yeah. you, you, see how, you see how it affects their home, you know, because their home is unorganized, untidy, yeah. hoarding. They, they don't feel comfortable in their home. They don't feel at peace. Um, and in your book, uh, Unlock Gratitude Now, that's your seven keys to happiness and a more successful life, you went into detail about what you just described. And your vulnerability was so incredible uh, of, of how you described it, of trusting the wrong people, uh, of losing it, of your son being born and not being able to, to you know, buy food, how that made you feel as a husband, a father, and as a man. You know, and then you thank your parents because you, you were actually had an adult who was a multimillionaire who made more money than your dad. And then you had to go to your dad and say, hey, can you help me? 
I, I, so I, humiliating. So yeah, humiliating. He I, never I, had money. And the thing is, though, is that you just talk about this in your book, and it is so powerful. I mean, at, at one point I was reading it, and I was just like moved so powerfully because of, of what you went through. But what you did, that, and I love that you're talking about this, but you rebuilt yourself. You, you were like, yes, I was down. I was negative. But I'm, and what you're just saying, I reached the universe and you rebuilt yourself into someone that you're proud of now. And I just, I want to say congratulations. Because, Thank you. Thank you. Because it's so hard to live in that negative thought where everything is just so dominant and you turn it around. How, how were you able to do that? I know. Well, this is the thing. My prayer was answered. I said, just show me I'll do anything. And the very next day, I don't know, through some crazy set of, coincidence i can't even remember how i got this book but i got a copy of uh, a pdf version electronic uh, copy of um wallace d wattles book it's over 100 years old and it's all about the power of gratitude you know it's not, not think and grow rich um is it like the, the science, science of getting the rich? The science yeah. of getting rich, yeah. The science of getting rich. Now, <laughs> what attracted me at that point was the word <laughs> rich. <laughs> you know? I was desperate. I was desperate. You know, if, 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 if there was some get-rich-quick scheme there that I could join for nothing, I would be <laughs> I was desperate. I was desperate. Well, and the mar- the marketing for you was good because it said rich and it said science. So it's like two of your favorite things together. Absolutely. Marketing dream there for you. <laughs> but you know, Dave, reading that book, it's very short, very short book. You'd read it in, a, in an afternoon. And it was all about the power of gratitude. And, you know, the author was saying that gratitude acts like a magnet. It draws into your life all sorts of wonderful benefits, synchronicities, all sorts of true riches. Whereas resentment and complaint and begrudging one's life and, you know, angry with everything and upset with everything and hating yourself has the complete opposite. So I, I, I decided to do what today I call my crazy gratitude experiment. I had nothing to lose. So I decided I I realized how far I'd slipped. Reading this book, it was so clear. I had to change my dominant thoughts and emotions. I had to, if our external circumstances were to change. And my goodness, I needed rapid change. I needed instant change. So what I decided to do was bring up gratitude every 30 minutes of the day. Now, you might think, how can you bring up gratitude when you're feeling so lousy? Well, we have an amazing... Um, we have an amazing resource within us. And this is something a, a, a guy called Bruce Moen taught me years ago. He was a, he was a really well-known author. And he, he spent some time at our house here. And he, he told me one morning, this is about the year 2000, I think, or 1999, 2000. He said, Mike, if ever you want to return to any state of consciousness you've experienced in the past, all you have to do is remember what it felt like what it felt like so herein lies the key so to bring up gratitude all you have to do is remember a time in the past where you felt deep sincere gratitude and then focus on that experience focus on that memory and after a while it might take a few minutes if you're feeling pretty terrible gratitude will start to bubble up so i found a time in my past going through my my memories where i felt deep gratitude so i did this every 30 minutes of the day 
And in fact, I, I'd asked myself, what has been my dominant thought and emotion in the previous 30 minutes? <laughs> Often it was quite negative. And immediately I'd bring up gratitude. And by the end of the first day, nothing physically had, had changed. Nothing had visibly changed in our circumstances, but I felt different. I felt open to possibility that I hadn't felt for a long time. I felt, I kind of almost expected to see results because I was feeling different. But I'll tell you that the, the third day of doing this, oh, I, I, to this day, I'm blown away by the level of, of, of coincidence, of synchronicity. Wow. I, I got a phone call from an old competitor. As I say, I'd sold my company. And he said, oh, hi, Mike. We haven't spoken in a few years. How are you? Oh, oh, great. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> Do you want to talk about me? But we didn't. Um, if he looked at me as being the rich guy who sold the business, literally, you know, I just too ashamed to tell him what, what was really right. going on. And he started talking. I, I said, you know, how, how's business? How are things? He said, oh, business is booming. And he said, these, these, this was, I think, 2004 at this point was the worst of our situation. And he said, uh, oh, I'm getting all this amazing amount of business from these things called Google ads. You know, the ads on the right-hand side. I said, oh yeah, yeah, tell me more. That conversation changed everything for me. Now the, the, the change wasn't instant, but the level of coincidences got bigger and bigger. And it took a time to turn the whole situation around. But to, if you fast forward 16 years today, I spend thousands every day on Google ads and Facebook ads, and I, I have a marketing business. That's one of my businesses. And it was due to that conversation. It was due to that conversation. That business wow. has done phenomenally well. Had I not done this crazy gratitude experiment, I know that guy who is also Dave, I know he wouldn't have phoned me. I know he wouldn't. Wow. You know, and all sorts of coincidences, all sorts of opportunities started coming to me. I think, what is happening? This is amazing. <laughs> so I know that there is a thing called the power of negative thought. Mm -hmm. We, How we think and how we feel, you know, we might think we have little control over it. You know, we react to changing external circumstances, but we have massive control over how we feel. In fact, it was Abraham Lincoln who said that, he was talking about happiness. He said that what I've observed is that people are just about as happy as they make up their mind to be. That's Everything powerful. is choice. Every, it is very powerful. Everything is choice. So if we feel stuck, we choose to let that feeling continue. And we can choose to react a different way. And we might think, oh, no, it's powerless. I feel terrible. You know, I can't, no, 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 no. We can, just like I brought up gratitude in the worst time of my life, we can use an experience in the past as a tool to bring a change right here and right now. And, and in, in your book, I think you call that a gratitude anchor. Is that what it was? Yeah, called? absolutely. Okay, so, so, so creating this gratitude anchor. So if you're listening today, this gratitude anchors on me and just this, this exercise that he talks about this, this, this life transformationing situation they did 16 years ago, thinking about this happy point in your life 
And this, this moment where you are the most grateful and making that your gratitude anchor and experiencing that and bringing that up whenever you, whenever you're feeling bad, I, I love the 30 minutes, but the discipline it takes for you to have to do that for 30, every 30 minutes, I would have to, I would have to be setting my alarm on my phone <laughs> and, then, and then I'd probably hit the snooze button. <laughs> Yeah, you know, all throughout the day, because I just, it's so hard. That's only in desperate situations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but, but it's funny because one thing that I found is that we, we all have these wonderful tools. Because of the internet, we've all been introduced to tools. We've got the gratitude journal, the gratitude stone, the gratitude jar. You, you know, what is gratitude? All these different things that we know. But what happens is, is when we get in this negative thought pattern and we start experiencing this, the self-doubt, the low self-esteem, the low self-confidence, and we stay in the negative and then that those lower vibrations of the, the red vibrations of all these things at the bottom of the funnel and then we we were there then we forget about this whole gratitude thing we we forget about writing in our journal we forget about taking the time for healing ourselves you know we don't make ourselves a party because our life is falling apart how can i focus on myself and be selfish when i have a family to support and i've blown all my money i've lost my job you know covid hit i i, I you know when for me, back in February when COVID hit, I lost everything. Like my entire business went went belly up because I was all hands on. I met face to face with everybody. You know, you know, I was doing Reiki healing in person. I was doing life coaching in person. All of a sudden, I'm I'm at home, and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> and it's like, what 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 just happened? So I was like, shit. Um, and it it got scary uh, because sure. I quit my I quit my corporate job a year and a half earlier. I said, I'm going to do this full time. I was finally making it work. And I was like, I had some of the best months ever in January, February. And I was like, I made it. I wow. freaking did it. And then COVID hit and it was like, joint. <laughs> and it's like, good one, good one, God, good one, universe. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was good. No, no, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> you know, and, and you're, you're just thinking this stuff and you're like, oh my God, how, what am I going to do? But you know what? I was in that negative thought process for a, yeah. a, about a week or so. And for me, I used it as a trigger. It's like, okay, right. so, so, okay, so I'm in this negative thought process. Everything is falling apart. This is my trigger. Now I'm, I'm going to stir some shit up and figure out how to problem solve it, how to be creative, how to creatively think, how to use critical thinking, all of these things. And, and then for me, gratitude, like gratitude is like the cornerstone of my coaching. Everything yeah. that I do has to do with gratitude. And yet, when I was living in this negative thought process, I wasn't journaling. I was not doing my morning routine. Everything got topsy-turvy because I was worried about how I was going to pay my mortgage. How, yeah. you know, I take care of my mom who has breast cancer. How can I go to my mom who's at, you know, in her late 70s, who has stage four breast cancer in her, her bone, breast, and, um, and lungs, and say, hey, you know what? Because of me, I can't pay my mortgage. You're not going to have a home to rest peacefully for the end stages of your life because I made a bad decision. So and it, it's like you live in that. And then when you when you lead your family um, and, and you're thinking all this and then you're a disappointment you know, to, to your spouse and all these things, you stay in this. And yeah. there just gets to be a time where it's like, like you said, suicide. Is suicide an option? Well, no, freaking of course not, because then what? Okay, so so okay, so so then it's just like okay, so let's get my head out of my butt and problem solve this. What can I do? What's this thing called Zoom? I've never I've heard of it. I don't know how it works. 
you know, I don't have a camera on my computer. What does that mean? Okay, so, well, let's go to Amazon, <laughs> you know, and then you get a camera and then you're trying to figure it out. And then it's just from there. And then you have to figure out how to remarket your business. And, and all this stuff is what I did. And then when I became successful at it, and, and luckily I was able to turn it all around. I now work remotely uh, from home. Wow. I, I every Everything that I do, energy healing, Reiki works at a distance. Yeah. My life coaching works at a I still see energy patterns over the computer. It, it creeps people out that I still know wow. so much of what I do with, with all of my abilities over the computer. But you know what? It, it worked and I'm able to teach other businesses that. So the way that I'm doing now is I'm working with other healers and saying, look, you don't need to be in face-to-face with a person. You can still have some very powerful energy healing. I had a soul Amazing. retrieval with a, with, I had a soul retrieval with a shaman over Zoom and she changed my life. You, you know, wow. literally, she brought back pieces of my soul, and the healing that occurred to me over over the internet is amazing. And just like with this podcast, when I'm talking about it, and the energy is coming through, we're able to do it. So the way that you did it, and the way that I did it, is we didn't let our negative thoughts absolutely limiting control. Nice. But yeah. what advice? What advice do you have for people who know what gratitude is, who know all the right, who know all the tools, all these things? What what's that? What's that secret sauce of just doing it? Like saying, yes, yeah. things are bad. You're feeling like shit. You suck. However, stop thinking you suck and let's yeah. just do the work. What, what's, that, what's that secret sauce, Mike? Well, firstly, Dave, congratulations. This is just wonderful to hear, you know, and so fresh as well. You know, this is not like five or 10 years ago. This is this year. And I think what you just demonstrated is that you know, we, 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 we think habitually that we have to be, you know, physically with someone, but the potential is way beyond that. This is what you've just said is just fascinating. And congratulations. This is, this is, it's the universe has given you what you need, not necessarily what you want, what you need for the next phase of growth and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and service to the world. Well done. I think, Unless we are aware of our limiting beliefs, more than likely we will forever be held back by them. Now, what do I mean by limiting beliefs? Well, we're all conditioned. From the time we, you know, we're born, we're told to believe this and not to believe that, and we're good at this and we're not good at that. We hear this from our parents, our brothers and sisters, our friends at school, our teachers. You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't think this way. By the time anyone re- reaches their adulthood, it's amazing they can do anything with all this stuff that they're told that they can and can't do. And then on top of that, you've got radio and TV and advertising and governments and religions and bombarded thoughts, thoughts, thoughts are being thrown onto us. So we all grow up with all these limiting beliefs. And, you know, for example, if we hear our parents always arguing over money, you can be guaranteed that that will be affecting your ability to earn a big income later on. This has been proved countless times. You know, if, if you observe if your parents, for example, divorce from an early age, you just see arguments and, you know, chances are that you will have failed relationships. These are, this is the, way, the amazing thing about the subconscious mind is, it's in some ways it holds us back terribly 
In other ways, it's the avenue to all possibility because the amazing thing about the subconscious mind, and this is both positive and negative, it's responsive to repetition and emotion. So if you hear the whole time, if I keep saying to you, Dave, Dave, you're useless, you're useless, you're useless, and it makes you feel bad what I was saying, it will have, have effect on you. And this happened to me. Uh, at, when I was a, a school kid, I, I had asthma. And my schoolmates found out very quickly it was useless at sports. <laughs> I couldn't run 100 yards and my coughing and, you know, wheezing. And, and I used to, if the ball came towards me, I'd run away from it, you know. <laughs> it was that bad. But I kept hearing every single week, oh, Pettigrew is useless. We had him last week. You, you guys take him. No. And they were arguing over not having me. And when you hear this again and again and again, you're useless, you're useless, you're useless, and it triggers emotion, it has effect on you. Not just in that one area of life, sports. I, you know, in my, in my teens and early 20s, I thought I was useless and all sorts of things. And when you think it and you believe it, you become it. So my life was full of limitation. And I had a very difficult experience. I, I started my first real business in 1987. And um, my, my business was tropical plants for offices. Now, I didn't know anything about plants. My, I had an electronic engineering background, but, <laughs> you know, I started into business and didn't even know how to water a plant. You know? <laughs> but that business, you know, became very successful over time. But the first five years with most businesses, really difficult. My, my finances were like a roller coaster. But you know what? Life gives us exactly what we need. And whether we're aware of it or not, and if, we're, if we can actually see what's we're being given, fortunately back then there was a period of a series of difficult, difficult um, experiences that were showing me, you have very low self-worth, you have very low self-worth, you are very low self-worth, very low self-esteem, you think you're useless. And, and I, I hit a crunch where it looked like I was going to have to fold up the business because I owed too much money to my suppliers, something like three times the amount that was going to come in, in the next few months. <laughs> That's the end. And a part of me thought, no, no, I can't do that. If I do that, I close up the business, go on social welfare, social security. I've just wasted what, three, four years of life, really hard work. And that right last ditch ditch attempt to try and turn this around. So I, I, was, I started asking myself, is my financial situation a result of low self-worth? It seemed to be. And what I was reading about self-worth and finances seemed to make sense. So I decided to start doing a, several activities to, what would you say, appreciate myself more. But one of those activities was I decided, well, I had nothing to lose. So double my prices to my clients now doubling them wow uh, you know is that's I, I thought if i if i even if i lost half of them <clears throat> still i'd be better off half the amount of time at work for double the money and every single one of them said yes in fact two of them said to me i couldn't believe this two of them said mike we thought you were far too cheap and we couldn't understand how you could provide such a wonderful service for almost nothing and I, I, I that, if that wasn't proof, I don't know what. And I would hate running <laughs> up clients looking for money. I would hate discussions about money. Mm -hmm. So when when I did that, when I doubled the prices, when I started doing these activities that 
I appreciated myself more and started to guard my time, my business took off. And my self-confidence grew, my self-esteem, my self-worth went huge compared to how it had been. And I did seriously well. I sold that business for a lot of money. So and that, I, and I think you, I think you hit on it right there. Like that secret sauce we're talking about is I've done a lot of podcasts recently on self-esteem, self-confidence, yeah. self-worth, how it's my mental, physical, and spiritual self-worth, yeah. all three. When you measure all three and you get all three at a high level, then you get self-respect. You nailed it right there. You said, I value my time. I put value in myself. Yeah. So you raised your prices. It goes the same way with gratitude of when you value yourself, and you make yourself a priority, you're going to take the time that you need to do your gratitude rituals, your gratitude yeah. practices, your morning practices, your evening practices. You know, when you put a stone on your nightstand before bed and you pick up this gratitude stone and you say, okay, these are three things I'm grateful that happened to me today. You're going to sleep better. You, are you know, you know all, 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 the, all these different things. And you, you literally just nailed it. And, and it, it, it's amazing. But when you believe in yourself, when you realize that what people say about you is bullshit, when they try to drag you down and they put you in those lower vibrations and they're saying, Hey, you're worthless. You know, Mike, I don't, I don't want you on my team because we have, you know, again, we had you last week. You suck. Um, you, you know, and that, that bullying that takes place and you believe it for me, it, it was like my, even my own family was telling me when I was growing up that you're not going to, you can't do this. You can't do this. Very limiting beliefs. We came from a very poor background. You know, I remember being a kid and our toilet paper was Wendy's from, or napkins from Wendy's because we, we had no money. You know, yeah. we would have, we would have to go to a fast food restaurant. Yeah. We would have to go to a fast food restaurant and get napkins <laughs> to use this toilet paper because we had no money. We had no refrigerator in, in our wow. house for at, at a point in our life. And we would use the windowsill during the winter months as our refrigerator you know, wow. and put, put our stuff wow. outside. That's how poor we were. Um, and so when you grow up with that belief, it does, you nailed it earlier. If it you does. grow up, if you grow up with your family um, arguing about money, you're going to have money Huge problems effect. your entire life. You have to overcome them. Huge and it, effect. Goes, it goes with self-esteem in so many ways. So so thank you for sharing that with, with us. But Dave, I think there's also a seed of something wonderful in what you've said. I, I, I see the current kids growing up the last couple of generations, certainly from the mid nineties onwards. In Ireland, we call it the Celtic tiger. It's when Ireland became the third richest country in the world. There was just so much foreign investment and buildings going up all over the place and really high level of education and international companies setting up here. And kids became very complacent. They didn't value the small basics of life. And I think, the way you grew up and the way I grew up, we're very fortunate in that, yes, there was nothing. There was nothing. Right. But to, to, to have that opportunity to develop gratitude for what matters most, you know, that's, that I think is so precious. But can I share with you a very simple technique for uh, discovering limiting beliefs in any, any area of life? And then I, I would love that. Yeah. Love <laughs> that, it's, it's, it's it's amazing. It's very simple. And I can't I can't put my hand up and say I invented this. I didn't. I don't know who did actually. <laughs> but it's a really simple process. As I said, our 
our, we have this amazing part of our mind. It's called our subconscious mind. It makes up most of our mind, above 95% or thereabouts. And our subconscious mind is responsible for the beating of our heart, the breathing of our lungs. It, it's our automated, it, it runs all the automated processes of the body. But our subconscious um, is also, as I say, responsive to repetition and emotion. We all have these limiting beliefs. And unless we discover what those limiting beliefs rattling around in our subconscious are, we'd be held back forever by them. So as an example, if we, and we can do this process for any area of life, be it oh, wow. relationships, finances, career, anything. But I'm gonna do an example of, uh, of wealth, money. I, and you know, you might think I can't become rich. You know, that's not possible. Other people can't, I can't. So you write out on a piece of paper and you say this loud, aloud, I cannot, whatever it is that you feel you cannot achieve, because. So in this case, I cannot become rich because, and you say it out loud, you read it out loud. And the very first thing, you need to do this fast, very fast. The very first thing that comes to your mind, write it down. A lot of people, their responses might be, I, cannot, I can't become rich because rich people are greedy. I can't become rich. And you do this 10 times. The very first thing that pops into your mind, it doesn't matter how, how irrational it may appear. I can't become rich because money doesn't grow in trees. These are typical responses that a lot of people have. I can't become rich because if I was rich, everybody would hate me. I can't become rich because there's not enough to go around. All, so you do this 10 times until you've got 10 limiting beliefs that you've pulled out of your sub, subconscious mind. You have to do it fast because you want those subconscious responses. It's yeah. not, you're not using a conscious part of your mind. You're not thinking about it. <laughs> no, you're not. <clears throat> then you look at your 10 limiting beliefs and you give them a score out of 10 as to how emotional each one of them feels. If you're looking through it and rich people are greedy, you might think, oh yeah, there's something emotional there. Give it a high rating, seven, eight, nine, ten. Money doesn't grow on trees. No, I see other people, you know, this seems to be lots of abundance. I don't really feel that rated low. So you whittle it down until you have four, the four that have the most strongest emotion present. And you don't even need to understand why you feel strongly about them. But not but you can be guaranteed that those four with the highest scores are holding you back in the area of wealth. So that's, the, that's uncovering them. To cancel them, it's really straightforward. You look at the, your four limiting beliefs and you, this is, you, you do this slowly, this part, and you do use your conscious rational mind at this point. And you, you know, do this quite slowly. You look at each one, one of those four limiting beliefs and you try to create new empowering beliefs that cancel each one. For instance, I can't become rich because money doesn't grow on trees. You could turn that around to, I can become rich because the universe is full of abundance and I'm open to receiving that abundance. I, can, I can't become rich because rich people are greedy. I can become rich because rich people are, are, are generous and so am I. I can't become rich because everybody'd hate me. I can become rich because then I could give wonderful gifts to my friends, things like that. So you come up with as many for each of these four as you can. And then, uh, and then you once again 
rank according to emotional intensity and you're left with one empowering this is this is all in the book (laughs) this is in in this particular book and i'm going to give everyone a copy of this for free it's called the most powerful gold cheating system in the world and it's explained a lot better than the awful (laughs) job i'm doing right now no you're not you're not doing awful job i'm getting it and 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 i'm understanding it and it's amazing it it is amazing because the last step is you convert you convert your positive empowering beliefs into affirmations and you recite you repeat those affirmations morning and aloud with emotion and they completely change the fabric of your belief system they completely rewrite the negative programming with positive empowering programming and just doing this you know for a few months it, you can erase completely wow. beliefs that have held you back in any area of life for years it's it's what was once impossible suddenly becomes possible so simple so simple you know it's amazing and and even in my coaching and i've taken courses and all about this one thing that people say is when you and and even with the secret law of attraction um it's like when you set an intention you put emotion in it and the positive will come you're the first person who's explained it in a way of yes you do that however you need to erase the negative Oh, yeah. As well as having the positive. Because for me, it's like, yeah, I have all these negative beliefs and this negative belief system. However, I'm going to make my positive stronger. But I never address and I never take the emotional power from the negative belief system before. I never thought of it that way. So you've just given me this tool to think of, let's remove the the emotion of the negative. And that's going to help with the power of the positive. It's going to just overwrite it. I've always lived with the two in balance where I think myself, you know, for me, it's with, with, with my weight, you know, I used to be very o- o- morbidly obese and I, I couldn't function, borderline diabetic, all these things. And I was used to think that I'm just, I'm worthless and, and I would eat my, um, you know, a glass of chocolate milk brought me five minutes of happiness, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was that short, short term, you know, happiness. Um, so I never thought I could lose weight. So I, I, I would live with these negative affirmations about myself and negative beliefs about myself and then i started to believe the and i started doing the positive affirmations and all that but i never canceled out that negative so even to this day where i'm like okay i can do this i can work out i can lose weight oh i'm a fat mother i'm I'm a fat you know mother (laughs) you know i was like so i I never canceled out those negatives with this exercise that you just well maybe through your new experiences which are positive and reinforcing maybe those beliefs have faded into the distance do you know what i'm saying it's it's when you don't take action like you did take action Mm -hmm. if people don't take action and they set great goals they're stopped and this is one of the reasons why the law of attraction doesn't work for millions of people because they're not rooting out and overcoming their limiting beliefs and also so many people don't take action that's yeah. it absolutely yeah uh, the the up and down that i've experienced with with weight loss with finances with with everything in my life has been because i've got the negative beliefs and the positive beliefs both have emotion <laughs> so with with what you're just being able to take away the emotion of the negative is is a beautiful exercise very thank powerful you. thank you and that's in your book called the most powerful goal achievement system yep. in the world it is again <laughs> so yeah and, and i love the cover on that i, I love thank I, you i love that you did that the and then your other book is unlock gratitude now your seven keys to a happier, more successful life. Um, and, and it's just, 
these books, like I haven't read the most powerful gold in the world, uh, but having that exercise in there, I, I, I can say that like, I can't wait to read it. So you. you said you're, you said you're, this is a Christmas episode. You said you're going to give it to my, the listeners for Definitely. free today. Yeah. So, so I think let, from what you're saying, Dave, most of your viewers know and listeners are very aware of the power of gratitude. So that's almost an itch that's been scratched. People right. get this. This is, uh, what would you say, a simple course, 10 steps that I promise anyone that puts into practice what they learn in this, they'll transform any, any situation, no matter how dire. And it's all based on it, scientific principles. It's all based on getting testing something, getting results, testing, getting results. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day and a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And so many people, they set big goals or even small goals. And then they think, what the hell can I do? <laughs> they get overwhelmed before they even know what the first step should be. They think I could do this, 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 and then they just stop. This gives you simple wins right from the start. And then, so what happens is you gain immediate wins or very, very fast wins. And you think, oh, the system is working. Oh, I'm working. Oh, <laughs> and you go a little bit further. You get more proof that it works. You get more proof that you work. And, and over a period of time, and I've got so many emails from people. Say, this, this up until this point, this is my life's greatest work. Wow. And it works. It works. I love that. Tens of thousands of people, maybe over, well, over 100,000 people <laughs> have found that it gives results. I, I'm very much a scientist. You test something, it either is valid or it isn't. Test this and it, it will transform your life. And, and uh, as I say, I'm giving away a free copy. And it's, the URL is achievegoalsfast.com forward slash what is it, book? <laughs> yeah. Well, what Achieve. I'll do is I'll, I'll put it in our show notes. So, so right, if, you're, right. if, you're, if you're listening to this episode today, yeah, it's the, the, this Christmas episode, the, in the link is going to be uh, Mike's free gift to you. Uh, and, and believe me, uh, after after reading the, the his book on gratitude, I, I definitely want to hit this, this goal achievement um, because th this is something that I, I want you guys to check out. The fact that we're getting this free gift is amazing. Mike, one thing you said in your gratitude book that I it stuck with me um, over the the last uh, couple couple of weeks is the circle uh, the, the circular rainbow. Oh the, the, yeah, the, the, the visualization in your book that, that of of what you did um, was resonant with me. Could, could you explain that to people? Because that was something that was like a little bit of a highlight for me. Yeah, this this was in Machu Picchu in Peru. Uh -huh. Yeah, I just it's a long time since I wrote, wrote the book, so I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, there was um, the Machu Picchu. It's in, up high up in the Andes of, of Peru, and it's an ancient city. Any pictures of of Peru or TV programs, they always feature Machu Picchu. And I was up. There's this particular part of Machu Picchu that's much higher than other parts. And there's like, it's a bit like a, um, what would you say? Like an altar. I don't know if they sacrifice people or what they do, but <laughs> there's this like huge big flat rock 
and there's a, a prong also made of stone that just co comes up and it, you think what what's that all about i mean i've no idea what they used it for but i was there with um, a very famous author uh, called Damien Brinkley. He had the longest uh, clinically documented near-death experience. He was clinically dead for 28 minutes. Remarkable human wow. being. I know Damien quite well. Now, at this particular altar, this, it's called the Hitching Post of the Sun. I looked out and it was morning time. And I've never seen this before. It's called, I think, a lenticular rainbow. It Normally a rainbow is like a... a like an arc. Circle. Mm -hmm. This was completely 360 degrees and right, and the cloud, it was projected, the Earth's rainbow was below us, okay? And there were sort of misty clouds behind it, this circular rainbow. And the amazing thing is, right in the center of the rainbow was this stone prong. It was a, it was a silhouette of it in the rainbow, you know, this, this uh, stone altar with this prong and and I, I thought I said to someone hey look at this and I saw my own hand waving back I thought I don't believe it and I waved my hand I could see my hand waving back from the middle of the rainbow somebody else started waving I couldn't see their hand waving back but they could see their hand waving back now I can't remember what what the analogy I use in the book but basically how we are inside I think this is I think this is the point in the book how yeah. we are inside is reflected back to us yes and, and, and that was by exactly our it. environment yes you know? so, so when we we're having these negative thoughts just like when you raised your hand and you saw your hand reflected back at you with, with the light and, and the power of nature and the rainbow you in your book you talk about this is how our thoughts work if we put negativity out and we, and we put a bunch of negativity in your hand and we raise it, the negativity is going to be reflected back at us yeah. at times. Yeah. But if we, if we do it with gratitude, if we do it with positive energy and positive thoughts, then that is going to be reflected back to us. Just like when oh, you did definitely. the grat gratitude exercise for every 30 minutes. And then on that third day, you get a phone call from, you know, that 16 years later, you still remember this as a turning point in your life oh, definitely. Because, because you were open to listening to someone and talking. And even though you were, this conversation was deep in embarrassment and shame because you were afraid to tell Dave what happened, mm. you got something out of it that you needed that, that was put out there. Um, and, and that's what, what a, lot of, a lot of this is. So I think every time that I have this negative thought, I've been thinking about your circular rainbow lately. It's like, okay, <laughs> no, let's stop with the negativity because even if someone at, at my level of my knowledge of what I know, I can still be brought down by if I turn on the news or, or being around negative people. Like when I deal with a negative client, sometimes oh, their yeah. negativity no, seems yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems through. So, Jeez. so it it's a constant thing. So it's I I was equated to it's an addiction. You know, when when people have an addiction, they have to fight every every hour. You know, yeah. they they are cognizant of, of their their strength, their discipline, all these things. Gratitude is the same way, you know, the negativity is the same way. You have every minute, every hour, you're thinking, where am I? You're doing it like a little temperature check. So the yeah. number one thing to listeners that I want you to think about from today's episode is that gratitude anchor. Yeah. When you create this gratitude anchor of this blissful state of what you are grateful for at some point in your life, 
And each and every one of us has something in our life that we're grateful for. And it could be something as small as someone bought me a coffee, someone opened a door for me, someone did something kind for me, or I did something kind for myself that you have the spark of gratitude for. That can be your anchor. It doesn't need to be, be this big event. It just needs to be this anchor of happiness and positivity and this high vibrational energy so that you can use it to heal yourself and you can teach it so that you can help heal others. And that's the point of what, you know, bringing all this in of how gratitude can help overcome these negative thoughts and why, if you have dominant thoughts of negativity, what you can do to remove them is going to be helpful to you. And you just heard all this scientific data. Download the book, The Most Powerful Goal Achievement System in the World. And just if, if, if it's anything like the book that I read, I, I, I'm super excited about it. I'm definitely going to be adding that to my repertoire this week of, of you know, because I, I seem to be reading like three or four books a week right now. Um, oh, wow. And, and it's Wonderful. just, it, it, it's been such, a, such an amazing thing. You, what was your, you said one thing that, uh, that this has been the highlight of like this book has been the highlight like this is your most crowning achievement yeah why 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 is that because you know as i say i've been i've studied the mind and human consciousness all my life and a friend of mine he's, he's also a well-known author um and we were discussing the title this time three years ago and he said mike the most powerful we were we were brainstorming titles <laughs> so many titles and he said mike the most, I've got it, the most powerful goal achievement system in the world. I said, Mark, no way, where am I going to call it that? That sounds <laughs> arrogant, that sounds terrible. I could be on, on a radio or a TV program, and they say, well, the most powerful in the world, what are you talking about? Where, you know, I thought, I hated the title, I hated it. I said, no, I can't. And <clears throat> we argued about it backwards and forwards over a period of weeks. And I said, eventually he said, Mike, with all your background, all your studies, all your knowledge over decades, make it the best. I went, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. So there, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. What, you know, anybody who teaches anything, they're building on the, the work of giants. Yes. Mm -hmm. So anyone who has written for or read, for instance, Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich will recognize a lot that's in this neuroscience high performance there is but <clears throat> it is the only system that brings together conversion of goals into affirmations to directly impact the subconscious mind the only system that i've seen that shows you how to root out and overcome limiting beliefs so you can achieve your goals faster using triggers and you know honestly it, it's it's using the greater part of your mind to achieve your goals. It's not just, you know, short-term, medium-term, long-term goals, realistic goals, none of that. In fact, there's a system called the smart goal system. Everybody uses it for right. donkey's years. It's <laughs> rubbish. It's trash. It should never be used. If you want to achieve small goals, go for the smart goal system. It's not very smart. I assure you, <clears throat> because S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, etc. blah, blah, blah. Right. And realistic is one of those, S-M-A-R-T, realistic. Who wants realistic goals? You uh -huh. want goals that excite you because if you feel excited about a goal, 
you can achieve it 10 times more quickly. And if you're excited about a goal, you can achieve goals that other people can't, you know? So this it uses the power of emotion to like, like rocket power to launch you off that pad of your you life. You know, that, that, that's just it. When, back, in the, back in the 60s, when someone was saying, hey, I want to make a goal of getting to the moon. How, real, how realistic was that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so had, had we stayed realistic, we wouldn't be on the moon. No, and no, I, no. So I, I completely agree with you. When you have goals, you shoot for the moon. Absolutely. You, you know, just to see where, where you go. And you, be, you believe in yourself. You believe in the possibilities. Everything that we are as a civilization is because, you know, thousands of years ago, someone just had a thought. Exactly. Everything exists because of a thought. So one thing that you did is you took 40 years of learning and 40 years of research and 40 years of dedication and you put it into a book that I can read in a couple of days and then I can use as a reference yeah. to help, you know, help me. So if I'm an 18 year old sitting there and I'm listening to this podcast, I'm like, wow, okay. So this man dedicated his life. He brought all this material together, all the stuff that I've never heard of, brought it all together, put it in one place. Now I can use it as a frame of reference that I'm getting help. So I commend you for dedicating your life to helping our current generation. Because one thing you said earlier is this generation is scary because they don't have obstacles. You, you know, yeah. obstacles. They do, certainly do now. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. But yeah, yeah the, this is a definite obstacle. But there mm -hmm. has been, you know, so many people that, you know, the, I, I know 30 year olds who have very little obstacles because their parents always, they had someone right. enabling yeah. in their life. They never had obstacles. They never had to overcome stuff. I had someone have a meltdown because they're, a 29-year-old male who had a meltdown because his Xbox controller broke. And yeah. it was one of the worst meltdowns I think I've ever had yeah. with, with someone. And he was telling me how horrible his life was, of how he felt you know, you know, in, in this situation because his controller broke. And I'm like, I, I, I thought it was a, a fake conversation at first. I thought he was messing with me. And then I was like, are you being serious? This is real. Because I'm going to teach you how to get bigger problems. <laughs> you know, because that's, this is not shows. a problem. But it just shows, Dave, you know, everything's relative. And what makes me suffer is very different to what makes you suffer. So, I mean, the, the fact is we have within us the ability to go from suffering, suffering to feeling okay, to feeling great. It's all a choice. And I think, honestly, the greatest gift that we can all give to any human being is empowerment. And I believe that I'm here to motivate, inspire, and empower people to achieve their life's biggest dreams and become deeply happy. That is my greatest gift, I feel, that I can give. But empowering people, it's just, that's the start of everything. I, I love that. The other thing that you talked about that uh, in, in your background was your dad, um, because he um, he was he was a minister or a pastor. I yeah, think. yeah. He actually but, but, he's ninety three and he's come came to live with us last year. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But one thing I love that you said is that he never used religion as a weapon. No, he, no. He, he, for you, you always felt that he was more spiritual than religion. Yeah, because I, I I work with a lot of people over the years who. That you know, religion has when people use religion as a weapon, when they use it for anything other than love, 
it can decimate someone's life. Yeah. And, and I, I pull from different religions and I, I pull only the love out of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell people, if you use the Bible, yeah, yeah if, if you're using the Bible as a weapon, you're, you're as screwed up as you can possibly <laughs> be because that is not the intent. And if you think that ego is more important than, than the spirituality, if, and if you want to make someone feel bad with guilt, you, you know, because oh. I, was, I was raised Catholic, you know, yeah. and then I, I, Episcopal, Church of Christ, all these things have been in my family. And the, the guilt, you, you know, I'm gay. Yeah. So I grew up being a gay man. And, and it, it was like the, how I was going to burn in hell, how it was just all oh. these things of how God could never love me. I had to overcome all this on my own and with, with some yeah. supportive family members. Um, and it, it was just like, I felt so horrible. I remember watching a TV show one time where this, this guy was laying in on his deathbed. It was in the 80s and he was dying of mm -hmm. AIDS. And it was like the first TV drama about AIDS ever produced in the 80s. And he was laying in bed dying and, he's, and he, someone was saying something to him, negative. And he's like, how can God not love me? I'm a wonderful person. So don't tell me that I got AIDS because uh -huh. uh, uh, I'm gay. And for me, I was sitting there crying my eyes out because it was the first TV show about yeah. AIDS. Uh, and and it, it hit close to home and it was like, well, that's true. How can God not love me? Yeah. And it was then that little spark, yeah. like, like your story of a 60 year phone conversation, that little TV show for me sparked this thing of self love within me where I realized mm -hmm. that, yeah. that God, the collective consciousness, the spirit stores, yeah. everything that we are loves me. And yeah. because of that, I deserve to be loved and I need to learn to love myself. That's wonderful. Dave, you're so fortunate because I often think that the world would be a lot better off if there's no religion at all. If you no, go to the foundations, yeah. if you go to the foundations, if you go to the root of all religious thought, it's almost identical. It's about how we behave and what we do for others, becoming a better person and helping others. But as human beings that come in, usually men, and distort everything. Yep. For all sorts of reasons, because they think it's, yeah. it helps people or to control people or to. Uh, I know that's that could be a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I so I we have this conditioning. We have yeah. this conditioning. You know? yeah. and, and the enlightened, the enlightened people who overcome it. I don't begrudge my my Catholic friends, and I don't begrudge my Catholic beliefs. And I'm still they're, they're my Catholic family members. Their beliefs are their beliefs. They're, I believe differently. They respect my beliefs. They respect my life choices. I respect theirs. And I will never tell anybody not to believe what, what you believe. However, I just ask you to become the skeptic and question. Question things. Okay. Is, is something that I'm saying, is it hurting someone? Yeah. Do I walk into a room and because of my judgment, I'm hurting someone? Yeah. And if, if this is who I am, I just look in the mirror and say, yeah. am I feeling good because I'm hurting someone and bringing someone down and trying to make someone believe like me? Or would I rather walk into a room and tell someone, hey, I think you're incredible and you're special yeah. and I'm proud of you and I see you. There's a big wow. difference. And let, totally. me let me introduce you to yeah. the spirit and, and all, the, all these different things. So, so those are just different things. And if you're listening to today's show and you're feeling... You know, anything that we've touched on, I want you to reach out to Mike or I, you know, you, you can send comments to us. Uh, I will put his contact information of his website in his in, in our show notes today. 
this has been a little bit longer podcast episode. Uh, so thank you if you've stayed to the end for listening. I'll put Mike's free Christmas gift in there uh, in the show notes as well. And, and thank you for that. Mike, having you on the show today has been uh, amazing. I, I, oh, I can, my, my privilege I, and pleasure. I, I, I can't even thank you. You also have a podcast on your website. Um, some of your podcast episodes, I, I have not listened to all of them. I started one last night. And there, <laughs> there'll there be a lot of podcasts. Episodes. Yeah, there, there's a lot of them. What, what's neat about it is, is they're like, you know, short 10, 20 minutes, some of them. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just you talk about things and, and with your accent, it makes it even cooler. <laughs> you know, he he sounds ten times more uh, more uh, smarter than, than a normal American because of the cool. <laughs> you know, it's like when when an Australian reads your romance novel, you're like, woo. <laughs> so so it's it's amazing. But your life has been such a story, um, and we have barely touched. We have barely touched on who you truly are. Um, if you ever want to come back for a future episode, you are. Oh, delighted so many other subjects we can yeah, discuss the, the life after death really interests me in so many ways as well so mike you, your your goals i i i'm just i'm so proud to to know you and to the fact that you want to help people achieve like their goals I've... make their dreams come true uh thank you so much for being here today thank you dave my pleasure and, and listeners thank you for being here merry christmas to you for this very special christmas episode you can hear me on this podcast. I also do my other podcast for Coaching for Leaders, which is for corporate entrepreneurs and corporate businessmen uh, trying to get promoted. And then we've got Blue Collar Fitness, which is my health and fitness podcast. So I'll put links uh, in our show notes to that. So Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy holidays, whatever your belief system is. Just know that as long as it's your belief system that and you feel good about it, you're on the right path. Don't, don't let people tell you what to believe. Believe yourself become the skeptic that Mike talked about because that has served him well in his life. And, and always, you know, the facts are out there. You can find the facts. So thank you for listening. Merry Christmas.